want to invite all of you, if you have your Bibles with you, to turn with me in God's Word. Uh, we're going to read two passes, passages of Scripture, uh, beginning with uh, a passage from Psalm 68, and then we're going to turn over uh, to the, the letter of the Church of Rome, uh, to Romans chapter 8. First, uh, Psalm 68, beginning in verse 4, just through uh, the beginning of uh, verse 6. Hear now the word of the Lord. Sing to God, sing in praise of his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds, rejoice before him, his name is the Lord. The father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing. And then we'll turn over to uh, Romans 8. We'll read 14 through uh, 17 together. Again, hear the word of the Lord. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Brothers and sisters, this is God's word offered to us in its reading and in its hearing. And so we give thanks to the Lord God Almighty. Would you bow with me for a word of prayer? Gracious and eternal Father, we do give you thanks for this, your holy word, and for the wisdom that is contained there. And Lord, we thank you for the opportunity we have to, to gather together with your people on this Mother's Day and to celebrate uh, what it means uh, to, to be a part of your holy family and to be loved by uh, our earthly mothers as well. Lord, we, we ask, God, that you would make yourself known to us in this time, that you would uh, open our eyes that we would see, open our ears that we would hear, open our minds that would come to know and understand your word, and indeed your holy will. And then by your grace, I ask, O oh God, that you would open our hands, that we would offer grace to the world. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. So uh, a few years back, uh, Lauren and I were uh, sitting with one another, and a as she's been known to do, uh, she listens to the Holy Spirit uh, and, and, and shared a word uh, with me. Uh, I, I had noticed that some things that were, were different in her, some things that had been going on uh, with her, and we, we, we just hadn't had time to, or space for her to articulate uh, what was going on, and so I said, hey, what's going on? And so she uh, opened up and she said, um, so I think that the Holy Spirit is telling us to adopt. Now, at this point, my, my, uh, my son Aiden was uh, seven years old, and my daughter was nine, and I had a plan. Do you know what that's like to have a plan? Uh, I, I, I had a plan, and I was going to be 43 years old and an empty nester. 
Now, some of you are laughing because you didn't start until you're 43 years old. Uh, but I, I, I we, 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 we had Addie whenever I was in seminary. And so I, my plan was, and I bragged about this often. I told others often, I will be 43 in an empty nester. And I will have a, a, a new, fresh start on life. And, uh, and so Lauren said, I think the Holy Spirit is calling us to adopt. And it was so, so wild because uh, immediately I felt uh, overwhelmed and I just looked back at Lauren and said, yeah, okay. And so I took a deep breath and, and we began on this journey and, and we, uh, we went to, uh, to a foster to adopt uh, class. We selected an agency. We went through the process, and and that that all started uh, in the summer. And by uh, Thanksgiving, we were a licensed uh, foster home, and we had the desire to foster to adopt. And and in that process uh, of preparation, uh, I I began asking myself questions. And, and for the most part, I kept these all to myself because I felt uh, like there was something wrong with me for asking these questions. Right, and, and, and one of the questions I, I would ask is, um, will I love my adopted child the same way that I love my biological children? I mean, that's just plain honest. I asked that question often. I thought to myself about those special, like really, really powerful moments, like Holy Spirit-filled, never could imagine how, how powerful they were uh, 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 experiences I had with Addie and with Aiden. You see, Lauren had C-sections with both Addie and Aiden. And so uh, I, as a father, ha- had unique time, special time in the hospital with both Addie and Aiden. And, and so I, I got to sit there in the hospital room in the nursery and just hold Addie and Aiden in my arms. And I remember just singing to them and weeping over them. Just couldn't believe how much I loved them, right? Like, I just met their ugly selves, and, and, and I, lo- like, dearly loved them. You know what I mean? Like, like, I don't even know how that happens. How does that work? You don't know them, but they're yours, and you love them. And I questioned, I questioned God. I wrestled with God. Am I going to love my adopted child the same way that I love Addie and Aiden? And, and I remember really questioning it, and, and, and my wife Lauren is adopted, and so, so for her, I, I, I knew what her answer would be, so I, I don't think I ever even talked to you about that. Um, she says no. <laughs> so this is like a totally confessional sermon. Uh, <laughs> um, she's adopted, so I, I knew what her experience was I knew what her response would be she would say yes you will and I would still wrestle because that's what you do it's a spiritual wrestling that I had and so uh on on December uh the the um December the third uh we got a call and we were told that uh uh actually on December the 5th we got a call and we were told that on December the third there was a baby boy that was born and he was at Ben Taub Hospital, and uh, that family reunification was quite unlikely, and they wanted to invite us to consider uh, receiving him into our home, knowing that there is a high likelihood that you will be able to adopt this child. 
And so, uh, so Lauren and I, uh, with great excitement, anticipation, joy in our hearts, we said yes. Uh, that night, we, uh, we went to the store and, 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 and bought things for a baby boy. Uh, we, uh, we prayed together. Uh, we asked God what name should be given this child. We named him. And then we went to the hospital the next morning after we dropped the kids off at school. And we were down at Ben Pob. And we arrived before, uh, uh, before the, the scheduled arrival time. And we were allowed to go and to meet Sam. And there in that nursery space at Ben Tob, I got to put Sam in my arms. And I'll never forget it because as I held him in my arms, I was overwhelmed with the same exact, like, spirit-filled emotion that I had when I held Addie and Aiden in my arms. Like this outpouring of love that's beyond understanding that you can't really conceive, that you can't imagine. And, and, and I knew that he had now become a part of me in the same way that Addie and Aiden had. That there would be everlasting, unconditional love shared between us. And so when we come on, on, on Mother's Day to this scripture, uh, you might be wondering, uh, uh, Jason, this says Abba Father, don't, don't you know it's not Father's Day, it's Mother's Day. Uh, you missed the boat, that's in a month. And I would say to you, no one cares about Father's Day. Uh, we don't actually get anything. We don't get flowers. Uh, I don't get, no, we, we, we go to lunch somewhere sometimes. Um, <laughs> So, uh, but, but, but this, this scripture isn't just about Father's Day. This scripture, uh, uh, or, or about Abba, Father, this scripture is, is a much bigger picture for us uh, about a relationship that we can have with God and that, that, that God desires uh, to have with us, that, that he offers it so fully and so freely. You know, for some of us, we have, uh, we have these, these really huge uh, powerful images of God, and, and, and for, for some of us at times or all the time, we might conceive of God as this big other thing, powerful and, 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 and seemingly separate or distant outside of and, and, and so uh, I, I understand that. I mean, the last couple of weeks, we, 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 we talked about God as Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit. Last week, we talked about God as creator. And when you think about God as creator, you think about God created everything, the entirety of the universe, the heavens and the earth. All things that have been created were created by God. And so it's very simple for us to put God off at a distance and say, God is other. And yet, today... I want you to know that this message is critically important for all of us who at times consider God as distant. You see, God is indeed very near. Like embracing you near. You see, the scripture today, uh, uh, it seems a little bit redundant, because if you know what Abba means, uh, then, then you know it's almost like saying, and by him we cry, Father, Father, uh, because Abba means 
father, but a better translation of father uh, isn't, isn't the same Greek word uh, as, as is used to say father there. Abba is more like daddy. It's a more intimate, a more close, a more snuggly sort of a word. Yes, I called God snuggly. It's a more snuggly kind of a word. And so whenever you hear that, I want you to hear uh, not just daddy, but I also want you to hear mommy. I want you to hear that intimate closeness that's connecting us to God. And it says that, that we now, as, as, as brothers and sisters, as Christians, as those that, 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 that now follow the leading of the Spirit, we, uh, we are called by God into a relationship that is so precious and so dear and so close and so intimate that we can look upon God as not this distant other thing, but as one who we can call mommy or daddy. And we, that's made possible. That's made possible because of, of what it says here in verse, uh, verse 15. Uh, in verse 15, it says, The Spirit uh, you received brought about your adoption, adoption into sonship or, or relationship as a child of God. The, the word adoption there, I want, want you to get how powerful this is, okay? In, in Roman culture, the culture to which uh, Paul is writing here, Paul is writing to a, a culture and a community where you are able to disown or disinherit your children, your biological children. Did you know that? In Rome, and, 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 and not too different than our own culture, you could disown your kids. You can look at your kids and say, I don't know about you, and you could disown them. You could disinherit them legally to where they no longer have a stake in your claim as your child. But then when, whenever, whenever we hear this nuanced difference, this now turning point for us, that, that God adopts us into his family, let, let me be sure we're clear. In Roman culture, you could disown and disinherit your biological kids, but those that you adopt are permanently a part of your family. There is not a, an opportunity, a chance that you can disinherit or disown them later. Once they are adopted in, they are permanently a part of your family. So, so actually being adopted in is more powerful than being born in. Isn't that interesting? So, so when God says, I have adopted you in by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the movement and working of our Lord Jesus Christ, I've permanently brought you into my family. And when, whenever we're permanently brought in, that's, that's why we could, we could read verse 17 with confidence and we could, we could understand the implications there. Verse 17 says, now if we're children, if, if we're adopted in as children, then we are heirs. We are permanent heirs. We have the inheritance of God. And, and we're heirs of God. We're co-heirs with Christ. Then if we share in his sufferings, we also share in his glory. And so when we think about being heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ, we have all of those benefits. Uh, we have a, an everlasting and intimate open line communication with God. We see over and over in scripture where, where Jesus calls upon God, uh, meets with God, uh, cries with God. 
and knows that he's suffering, and yet God draws near to him. And so we have that same inheritance. That's ours. It's not just for Jesus. It's for us. We also have the, 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 the defeating, the conquering of sin. That when Jesus conquered sin, that was once and for all done for us. And we get to be, we get to be heirs of that inheritance. How powerful is that? And that just as Jesus is eternal, that there is resurrection in him, so we receive that resurrection as well. We are heirs of God and co-heirs to Christ. This is a powerful, permanent, intimate relationship we have with Abba, Father. So our, um, we're beginning to learn, Lauren and I are beginning to learn in our home that there's something different about this generation of kiddos. Uh, things relate oftentimes to electronic devices. Uh, you, you know, have you ever seen a kid get to a magazine and try to scroll this way? You're like, you turn the page. No, you just do this. Uh, so, so Sam uh, began uh, a few months ago with, with another one of those sorts of, where did you get this from? Oh, I know, sort of a moment. Uh, he, he came in, and, and Lauren and I were, uh, were laying, we were watching TV, and uh, he, he came up in between us, and he snuggled up close, and he said, uh, I need to snuggle which we're happy for. We like snuggles, right? And so, and so Sam came in. I, I, I need a snuggle. And he said, uh, my love is at 60. <laughs> okay. My love is at 60. So, so, uh, so we, need, we need to just snuggle them on up. And so, and so, uh, so we, we, we drew him close, gave him a kiss on the forehead. And after he got the kiss on the forehead, he said, ooh, 75. You know, so, <laughs> so you know, he, he, he's, uh, and, and so he, he, he got to 100 whenever he was tired of snuggling. And then he scurried off. And Laura and I looked at each other and said, wow, this is different. Uh, <laughs> but it's entirely precious. Uh, and, and that's, that's continued on. That's become a theme in our home and in our relationship with Sam over the last couple of months where, where he'll come up to us and he'll ask us what our love is at. And he wants to know so that he could fill our love to 100. And he'll come and tell us what his love is at so that we could fill his love to 100. But you know what, what's happened over the course of the last month and a half or, or so? There have been a few moments where he's come up to me and he said to me, my love is at 80. And I, I actually was exhausted and was totally spent. And I thought to myself, do I actually have the energy to love him as much as he needs? Have you ever gotten to that point? where you just seemed like you were drawing down to empty. And what's happened in that, those moments is he would say, I'm at 80. 
and I would turn back to him and say, I'm at 60 or I'm at 20. And together, we would fill each other's love till both of us were back to 100. You see, as a father, sometimes I, as, a, as an earthly father, don't know if I could actually continue supplying the love that is necessary uh, to, to be in that kind of uh, a, a relationship. But I give thanks to God that, that, that I am not God, that God is more powerful than me, that my love is, uh, is not like God's love because God's love is eternal. God's love never ends. God doesn't ever, not ever, not once, do we ever approach God and say, God, I need your love, and he's running empty. God is never running empty. At all times, in all things, in all ways, no matter what you've been going through or what you are going through, if you approach Abba, Father, Mommy, Daddy, God, you could snuggle up next to him, get in real close. You could meet him there honestly, laying your burdens before him. And he is going to wrap you in his arms as his adopted son and daughter, permanently a part of your family. And as he takes you in his arms, his love is always enough. You see, we don't worship a God who is distant and far off and separate and other. We worship a God who draws near and is close and meets with us in our every challenge. And says, I love you all the way to 100. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we do uh, come before you knowing that there are times when, when we are weak and we feel as though we are not enough and we feel as though we might be running empty. But we come to you first. We come to you first and we say, Lord, fill us up. On us, And as we continue in worship, we pray, oh God, that you would be with us as we enter into this time of holy offering. Lord, we ask that you would uh, bless both the gift and the giver alike, that all that is given in this space and this time would be to your glory and for your purposes, that more and more would know the name of your son, Jesus Christ, in this community and in the world through what is done in this time and this space. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.